who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. Hey, it's Mae Whitman, and I play Frankie in the new Realm podcast, The Sisters. The Sisters is about a museum curator of medical oddities who investigates the origins of a mutated skeleton with two layers of bones. Soon, she uncovers an extraordinary mystery that connects her present with one family's tragic past in hauntingly dangerous ways. Listen to The Sisters wherever you get your podcasts. Academic Symposium. We are the pop culture professors. Correct, correct. Smart people, dumb topics. That's right. Uh-huh. That smart person is Caitlin Bitsagai. <laughs> Absolutely. And that smart person is Lauren Brickman. And, you know, the deal. Somehow <laughs> we tricked the world into not only giving us master's degrees, but teaching college classes. Teaching, teaching, teaching. So standing. What's going on with that, Brickman? What is standing? Standing, you know, it's a it's a term used to describe obsessive fans of a particular uh, celebrity, relationship, character, or, you know, literally anything at all. I'd say so. So are, is there anything you're standing this week? Yeah, Caitlin, I am. And Uh-oh. it's something like if you have a platform, you should use it to okay. do good in the world. And right. Oh, no. I'm concerned that not enough people are watching a particular TV show. Okay. And this week, I want to talk about Nancy Drew on The CW. I'm worried. I'm not hearing people talk about it. I'm really into it. And if you're not watching it, I'm going to need you to watch it so that it gets a third season because I'm really here for it. I'm really here for it. Wow. I love it. I love it so much. It's a... 
it's got so many good things. It's got it's got a great little cast, just <laughs> acting their little hearts out, and there's ghosts and mysteries, oh. and Scott Wolf's on it playing a dad. You, you know how I love a nostalgia Dilf casting choice. Yeah, that is a very niche interest of yours that strangely mm-hmm. gets fulfilled a lot mm-hmm. by the CW specifically. <laughs> um, <laughs> And fun fact, Freddie Prince Jr. originally supposed to play the role, recast after the pilot replaced with Scott. Wow. Wait, recast like he didn't do a good job or what? I don't know if it was scheduling conflict. Like, I don't know. I don't know why. Let's ask the question. Did Sarah Michelle Geller's Instagram cost him this job? To be fair, at the time. For being too chaotic. At the time, her Instagram game was steady. So I don't oh, think it was that. Okay. Maybe they knew something. We, we didn't at the time. I have a hard time imagining him on this show. He has a very specific vibe. So He does. I have a feeling it was like a vibe change that they were going for. Got Scott, it. Scott Wolf is very vulnerable and very earnest in a way that... Understood, yeah. Anyways, Nancy Drew, I'm really into it. I am really into all of these, like... Like, I, want, I was really into the Hardy Boys on Hulu. <laughs> you love a classic series reimagined it, give me give me teens solving crimes always it's it's crazy how much they have to solve crime <laughs> i mean my god I, I if i had known as a teen that i could be solving crimes life would have been really different yeah instead i was committing crimes caitlin what are you standing this week i am standing a book whoa it's Ooh, staying intellectual. What she reads. It is called <laughs> Song of Spider-Man, the inside story of the most controversial musical in Broadway history by Glenn Berger. Okay. You know, I'm missing theater like crazy. Mm-hmm. So I've been reading theater books. I famously, as I've mentioned, read the 700 page biography of Bob Fosse, a man whose work I was not very familiar with. But mm-hmm. I had watched Fosse Verdon. I know an incredible amount about his life now. Yeah. Yeah. But this book is about the... Uh, infamous musical, which you enjoyed, the Spider-Man yeah. Turn Off the Dark. It was fun. Hey, listen, like I've said, I took my little brother who listens to this podcast every week, shout out to David, and he had the time of his life and it was so fun watching him have fun. We had fun. I didn't see it, so I have no negative judgment of it. Again, this continues my trend of reading books about shows that I haven't seen, but it's really interesting, I think if you're an artist of like, He's the book writer writing yeah. a book about the the process of this musical and sort of the self-discovery that he goes through of like why he, he still really can't answer the question totally. Like, why did this fail in fail, so many people's so eyes? Mm-hmm. Uh, but examining it is interesting and it's a journey. I, I enjoyed it. Good work, Glenn Berger. Oh, that's fun. And, uh, you know, if you like reading books about pop culture, we do have a We Stand Together book club. If you're interested in joining, just slide into our DMs. Let us know. Each month we read something really fun. Like this past month, we read the Cagney and Lacey reboot pilot. (laughs) Mm -hmm. We did. We did. And if you like writing, you might enjoy writing a five-star review, much like Colin Lucky did. Great name. For this past week of St. Mm-hmm. Patrick's Day. Thank you, Colin Lucky. He says, this is probably the best subject that we've ever had. Funny and necessary, which wow. I agree, Colin Lucky. Thank you. And simply stated, great topics and guests. I stand. Oh, wow. It's it's nice to be stand. It's almost a haiku. We love it. Thank you, Colin. If you want to be famous like Colin, you can leave a five-star review. We'll, we might read it on the show. Oh, we'll absolutely read it on a show. I dare you to write something and us not read it. 
that feels like a bad challenge. Shouldn't have done that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, moving on. I'm very excited about today's guest. I think. Oh, yeah. We're going to. And the topic is very ripe for picking. And, you know, I feel safest around multiple Laurens. Yes. My comfort zone. So please welcome to the show the one and only Lauren Adams. Hi. Hi, Lauren Adams. Hi, guys. (laughs) Hi, Lauren Brickman. (laughs) Hi, Caitlin, friend of many Laurens. You really do. You like tweeted a tweet one time at all your Lauren friends. And it is like as a true early 80s child, you should have Mm -hmm. like seven friends named Lauren or Sarah or Jessica. Yeah, it's true. It's my click. Yeah. Lauren, you're kind of like a late, later Lauren, not in the 80s. I mean, like I feel like Lauren started you were like maybe were like a less trendy, more unique Lauren. Did you have 19 Laurens in your class growing up? Um, there was usually always one other. There was, yeah. and we were typically always B. There was a in elementary school it was Lauren Brickman and Lauren Burns. Wow! Oh, wow! So yeah, close. so close. There's never a Lauren too far. Yeah, it's just but see, life. it's because my parents they were convinced they were going to have a boy, so they were very prepared with boys' names, less prepared with fe- girls' names. And the story of I've always been told was that. They made friends in their Lamaze class and their friends were convinced they were having a girl. My parents were convinced they were having a boy. And then they ultimately swapped names. What was your boy name going to be? Patrick. Oh, that's a good name. Um, I was, they thought I was a boy too. And that's just because the sonogram was like not very good. And they were like, we think it's a girl. We'll see. And so they were, were going to name me Ryan, which is my brother's name. So fun. Yeah. I was, I was convinced that this child named Patrick, who I only haven't not seen since I was uh, probably two or three. I don't know. But through most of elementary school, I told people I had a boyfriend named Patrick. I thought we were going to marry each other simply because our parents swapped names. Um, Where is he now? And is he available? Well, he is not. My mom told me not long ago that the last time she caught up with his mom, she was like, I hate to break it to you. He <sighs> had your dream wedding. He got married in a castle in Ireland. Oh, wow. So he really truly is the one that got away. Wow. Nah, there's better for you. Wow. Well, this, I feel like, is very on theme <laughs> is, for today. This is very on theme. It's amazing because our topic today is, do you accept this, Rose? Dating on reality TV. Yay! I do accept that, Rose. Now, Caitlin, you actually have a great credential for this week's topic. Yes, we like to give our credits and, and let people know, but the listeners at home, feel at ease that they can trust mm-hmm. us to discuss this. And uh, as Lauren Adams well knows, I was the co-writer of UCB's The Bachelor Romance, Roses and Romance with former guest Lila Cohan, uh, which Lauren Adams was in a few times. <gasps> I was. We I was were, an understudy. Yeah. We were featured on the uh, cover of the art section of the New York Times for doing the show. It was very exciting. It's a wow. funny show. I, my credential this week is less prestigious. Um, and out of the respect for my family, who I know listens to this podcast occasionally, I won't get into the specifics too much. But I will say <laughs> that I was once offered an opportunity to appear on a reality show. And that show was called My Sex Life Sent Me to the ER. At this time, I can provide no further details. <laughs> but that is that is wow. a, a, a true thing that happened. Mm-hmm. That's a credential. That's a PhD, baby. Yeah. So that's that's my credential. Ultimately, I, I chose not to pursue the opportunity. Um, <laughs> but could have been the thing that launched you. 
Could have been. I believe what I said uh, to my friend who was the casting director, I said, my grandmother is still alive and I live with her. Lose my number. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. You don't want to get evicted over being on. I just, I My sex life sent me to the ER. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. On, I believe it was TLC? It feels very TLC. Mm -hmm. Shout out to my dear friend Courtney, who... (laughs) my god some of the phone calls you'd get from her back in the day on the show she was casting and you'd go why do you think i know someone that can do that <laughs> god bless her god bless her we love we stand i feel like if you're on a niche reality show you got to cast a wide net just to see what you get you, you never know, know you're really fishing you do uh but lord what are your credentials for this topic wow i've got so many i'm sure two, i've got two really good ones mm-hmm. um one is that one time i sat in front of ashley i on a plane wow Huge. oh wow iconic virgin and it was during the BIP scandal, the bad one we all know that went down <gasps> that the uh, yeah that we won't talk about. Mm-hmm. It was like when sh- uh, filming got shut down. And the two things I remember really noticing are one that she was sitting in coach. Mm-hmm. Now, I'll brag that I was in Delta Comfort Plus, but that's just because I had status. I was a silver and I got free upgrade. So it's not wow. because I but I was like, wow, she's in coach and she's like such a famous person in the mm-hmm. world and it was just like a, a look into like oh even though this person is famous they're not like famous yeah right. they're still now, like working hard may i ask what was her eye makeup situation for a okay the other thing that i noticed is she was dressed completely casual but neck up full face right full face mm-hmm. signature beautiful nails but also i was like oh you're so young because <laughs> she's in was in her early 20s she yeah. was young and that sure. was like the biggest takeaway is that because they like wear so much makeup and they're on TV, you just don't realize like 20 is young. Yes. That's young. Yes. Um, the second credential I have, my advanced degree, is that I matched with a bachelor contestant on Raya. He wow. very much tried to go on multiple dates with me. I'll, um, it's one of the grants. And we never met up. It just, like, never happened. But I remember, like, Googling him to just, like, see what happened and to see what came up and, like, who he was dating or whatever. And he was, like, two nights before with a model at a McDonald's in Chinatown. And I was like, oh, I can't go out with this person. I can't go out with this person. No. No. I can't. I don't go. I know. I don't go out with people who date models. So. Wow. Those are my Those are my credentials. Your dating life has really slowed down since you got married. It yeah. really has. I haven't matched with anyone on. I don't even have the app anymore. <gasps> I didn't even a husband on Raya though, so that makes. Oh, that feels like a credit as well. That mm-hmm. does. It feels like a credit. As it well. kind of is because Raya is like the closest to reality show of all the dating apps. Yeah, it feels like they should be paying you lots of money to represent them as a success. Well, let me tell you what I just found out. Mm-hmm. I have another friend who met her husband on Raya, and they sent her a wedding gift, and they didn't send us <gasps> anything. Did you tell them? Do they know that that's how you we met? We tagged them when we got engaged, <gasps> and that was it. That was oh, early pandemic, and I know like... they they noticed. Mm, I feel like Raya. I got snubbed by Raya. That's, that's so rude. Up. Well, what kind of wedding gift did your friend get? A beautiful wooden bowl. It's Jackie <gasps> Johnson. I'll t- I'll say she'll say she put it on her Insta. It's a beautiful bowl, how gorgeous dare. wooden bowl. I want a bowl. This is not oh, terrible. This, this is, is like I can't use like I can't use a bowl. Come on. We're using this platform today, not just to get people to watch Nancy Drew, but Raya 
You got you owe Lauren Adams a bowl. My Wake God. up. Hashtag Raya give Lauren a bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Use it, folks. <sighs> wow. Well, you know it. what? I have a feeling that uh we're gonna impress the folks at Raya today, and they're gonna they're gonna eat crow after they see how well you do in this first game we have for you to play. So nervous, and I'm like, I have been nervous all day about the game. <laughs> I really have because I like winning things. Well, this is a game that you can't lose because today our first game is inspired by one of TV's greatest reality dating icons, the millionaire matchmaker Patty. You know her, you love her. And for those who don't remember Patty Sanger, she was the owner of the Beverly Hills-based Millionaires Club, which was a dating service where she matched single wealthy people with close compatibility. And so today, Lauren, I've decided since she's off the air, we're going to put you on the air and we're going to make you the millionaire matchmaker. So today you're going to make that match. I'm going to give you a famous single celebrity and you're going to tell me who they're going to be compatible with. Ooh, exciting. What if I don't know the celeb? That's I'm not embarrassed again. Oh, if you don't know the people on this (laughs) list, then you don't deserve the bowl. You don't deserve the bowl. Okay. Okay, you don't. fair. Okay, I'll fair. Say this, this is, is for the bowl. The bowl. <laughs> All right. We're coming in hot and ready with this first icon, Tracy Ellis Ross. Ooh, Tracy Ellis Ross. Okay. Tracy Ellis Ross, elegant, mm-hmm. kind, yep. thoughtful. I've loved her like pandemic self-care stuff that she's been putting mm-hmm. out there. Beautiful, tall. Honestly, okay. For just looks, like who I think she would look great next to, a Jude Law. I'd love to see her next to a Jude Law. They're tall, drinks of water. They both have beautiful skin. I like that for her. But personality-wise, I want her with, like, someone a little more fun. I want her with, like, oh, God, who do I want Tracy Ellis Ross with? Mm -hmm. I want her with, like, a cool, cute, like, comedian. but But not somebody who's... Like a fuck boy. Can I say that? Yes. <laughs> Still? Will, yeah, the, will the Gen Z let me? I don't know, oh. guys. I'm I, I'm at a loss. The bowl. The bowl is on wow. the line. Lauren, this I is for the bowl. the bowl. I know. You need the bowl. I, I, I stuck with Jude Law. Oh, you know who I would like to see her who? with? Honestly, like a younger man, like a, what about a Chris Evans? Wow. Wow. Because let me tell you why. Because have you ever read any of the interviews with him? He's very fun. He's very self-aware. Right, he dated Ginny Slate, right? Yes. I don't know. That's that's why I'm putting her with. Does that accept All right. Yes. I think that's more than acceptable. I think that's great. All right. So you nailed this first matchmaking endeavor. Now, this next one is literally played a superhero, and that's Chris Evans. <gasps> it was actually second on her list. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'll switch him up. I won't put. I won't give him to Tracy. No, I'm just Ellis kidding. Ross. I'm oh. kidding. He was. He was. Set, you know, he's really second on my list. Yeah. You know what though? The more I think about it, I don't even want to hear your second choice because now okay. I just want Tracy and Chris to be together. So I would like to see it. Okay. I'm just. We'll I'm into them. it. We're just gonna add it. All right. So let's move on to person number three on my list, which is Diane Keaton. Ooh, Diane Keaton. Okay. She's really her pandemic content has been. A lot of hats at that beautiful, big wooden table. Okay, so Diane Keaton loves real estate, right? She, mm-hmm. she, like, she like, flips houses is, like, a thing oh. I know she does. Yeah, That's she, like, really loves buying and flipping houses and, like, staging houses and interior design and, like, mm. that sort of really um, 
big thing that she loves. And she's very good friends with Carol Kane, who's mm-hmm. one of my coworkers on Kimmy Schmidt, who I love dearly. They're kooky women. Right. Yeah. I need a strong person. Kooky women who love travel. She loves her kids. So she needs like kind of like a family oriented person, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so if I'm matching up Diane Keaton, also, honestly, like I know Diane Keaton isn't gay, but I would maybe match her with a woman. Because I just Why feel not? like for her, it's a companionship thing and it's not mm-hmm. like a sexuality thing. Um, I like that. So, okay, for Diane Keaton, I'm going to give her to a musician. Can I give Diane Keaton yes. to a musician? Of course. Absolutely. Of course. Okay. I also love the idea of giving her away to someone. <laughs> yes, you will walk in her my- down the aisle. Keep that in mind. <laughs> yeah. She's wearing one of her hats. Um, What if we matched up Diane Keaton with like older country star look (gasps) how deep look how deep i am into this like an older cool gritty country star like um yokum also has a big hat game i think dwight yokum is great i love this does he look good now does he look good still don't know i haven't seen him in a minute look that would age well i think yeah yeah let's do diane and dwight i'm into it great name all right Dwight and Diane. I'm into it. Yeah, the hats. It's it's that they'd be the hat family. So Pedro Pascal from The Mandalorian and oh, Wonder yeah. Woman 1984. Wow. He looked so gross in Wonder Woman 1984 so much of the time. And I think mm-hmm. he's so attractive. And it was it messed me up a little bit. Yeah, it was um, hard. It's it may be why he's allegedly single. I mean, why is he single? He should Probably be in that. That movie could have done it. He really looked very gross in that movie. Um, yeah, he seems cool. I really liked him in The Mandalorian, even though we like never saw him, his beautiful face. I thought he was very good in it. I would, what about like um, someone like, what's her name from The Queen's Gambit? <gasps> oh. oh. Anya Taylor Joy. Is that the right yes. uh, order of names? I think it is Anya Taylor Joy because she's. Like, feels very worldly. They both did, like, kind of cool streaming projects. They're both very attractive. I don't know. I, I like, I'm putting them together. Okay. I, I like that. I know nothing about either of these people. I just would like to look at them in a magazine on a red carpet yeah, next to each other. I think that's <laughs> fascinating. I think that's truly fascinating. Um, I'm into it. I, I think it. there's a pretty significant age difference, but it feels like it could work for both of them. Is there? How old is he? I think he's 45. He wow. Is? Yeah. I think he's older than you think, and she's younger than you think. Like, they're yeah. both like... I, he's 45, and I think she's... 24. Yeah, she's 24. Oh, no. I want to redo yeah. it. It's tricky because, yeah, you think they're somewhere both in the middle of that. So I don't... I don't want to do that. I guess then uh, maybe I would set him up with, what about um, Phoebe Waller-Bridge? That feels very fun. And that is a- an age-appropriate connection that I've made because she's yes. in her 30s. Yes, that feels right. That feels right. Um, this next person recently had a story break that they were uncoupling and then another story break that they were not. Oh. Inevitably, when they do formally uncouple, who's Jennifer Lopez's next co- partner going to be it is going to be lenny kravitz she has to right that's the rumor is that that's happening on set and that that is i mean like he looks incredible Mm, yeah he looks incredible they kind of owe it to us 
We yeah. are owed that. It is like, I don't know what our minds will do. It is the most beautiful couple I can ever oh even ever think of. I want them to be of. together for a while and we get like mm-hmm. a Thanksgiving pick of like <gasps> Zoe with Max and Emmy who, you know, I famously love Max Anthony. I'm a, film, I'm a fan of JLo's son. <laughs> yeah. Also, they do a song together, right? Yeah, they have to. That'll be interesting. I want a full album. I mean, you'll get it eventually. They'll be, it'll be like the unreleased sessions or something, like you know. I just feel the only the only trouble in that paradise that I see is that he seems so laid back, and she seems so not. Yeah, in a way that probably is really fun for like a short term thing, but like I don't know long term if she wants to go live like because he lives in like this beautiful paradise that's kind of off the grid and stuff like that from what I know. But like maybe that's what she needs. Like maybe sure. she doesn't need like you know, maybe she needs someone whose schedule's a little more lax yeah. and she can come and go as she please. Like maybe she doesn't need someone traveling around doing stumping for Biden. You know maybe she just needs yeah. a drop in. You know what I think I like about this too mm-hmm. is the men that JLo dates, they fall really hard for her, understandably so. But they kind of like become a part of her machine, even mm-hmm. though they're always huge stars as well. I don't think Lenny's going to do it. And I think no, that's going to keep him be attractive. He's going to be like, I'm not waking up at 430 to work out. P.S. You do that and we'll be separate. <laughs> He's like, I can't wake up at 430 because I already woke up at three to climb a mountain. Yeah. His abs. His abs. Uh, I cannot believe it. Remember it's... when we saw him mm-hmm. fully nude? Mm-hmm. <sighs> and he's friends with Jason Momoa. <laughs> <laughs> Never forget. Mm. Oh, all right. Well, I'm obsessed with this. We have one final match that needs to be made, and this was okay. one that's near and dear to my heart. But what are we going to do with Niall Horan from One Direction and now on his own? He's 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 not only a solo artist; he's solo personally too. Everywhere, you guys. Can I Google which one Niall is? I don't. I'm not a one D person. He's the the little Irish one. Oh, I love a little. I'm a little Irish. I'm an yeah, Irish. Yeah, he's the one that sings like slow hands. He's the one that was like you know a little bit more earnest and silly than the rest. Maybe he's so cute. He's adorable. Oh gosh, he is so cute. He looks like a little leprechaun there. I think that's a younger picture of him. He does look like a cute little <laughs> leprechaun. <laughs> he's how old? He's 27. Okay. He's an Irish one. He's 27. Whoa. So his vibe is like he's silly. Has his solo career been good? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Um, and I think his most recent album, Heartbreak Weather, was wildly underrated. And we're not okay. paying well, nearly it, enough it attention to it. It came out March 13th, 2020. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. it, was really <laughs> it was really bad timing. It was really bad timing. That's not when you launch something. And he yeah. dates women? Yeah. Yes. It's he, as far as I know. Okay. He has no. He's not given us. He has not given us any other indication that he does not want to date women. No. The, certainly, the One Direction fandom wants them all to be together, but that has not so far been confirmed by any of them. Okay. Okay. What if we do? Who is our young poet laureate, Amanda? Oh. What if we give? What if we do that? <gasps> Amanda Gorman. Gorman, yes. What if we give do Amanda Gorman because she's so smart and beautiful and like she's creative in a different way than he is. So they're mm-hmm. not like dimming each other's lights. They both wow. get to succeed. She's honestly more successful than him. And I see him being maybe a stay-at-home dad. Wow. Making his music, <laughs> making his albums, being a stay-at-home dad. He still gets to make his music, but 
I don't know. I, <laughs> wow. I I really love this. Um being uh inappropriately obsessed with this young man, um, that that feels good. I feel at peace. <laughs> yeah. With I was him. gonna say, Brickman, did you have a ulterior motive for us pitching did around you? who Niall Horan should fall in love with? Well, you know, just like <laughs> You want your Irish castle castle wedding. Listen, You're trying to get your Irish yeah, castle wedding. We'll show Patrick. He thinks he's gonna not marry you. I'm just in saying Ireland. You're gonna marry Niall Horan in Ireland. If things don't work out with the poet laureate, you know, I'll still be in my closet. So he can come hang out here if he wants. Offers oh. on the table. Well, Lauren, <laughs> I that was exceptional. I think you're gonna get a phone call from yeah, Patty Andy Cohen is. Yeah, Andy Cohen's calling because you're about to get Millionaire Matchmaker rematch. Bye, Patty. <laughs> Patty's out. Lauren's in. And dear Hollywood, you're about to all fall in love because these are great matches. Yeah. Well, I think uh, it's time to take a quick break because I'm just going to I got to start adding Tracy Ellis Ross and Chris Evans immediately to make sure this happens. And we'll be right back. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. Wander with us into a world of magic. Join Jenny and Madeline in this fantastical audio drama as they journey into the stories you grew up with and reinvent fairy tales with a feminist twist. We'll see you soon in the forest of feminist fairy tales. All right, we are back. Tracy Ellis Ross and Chris Evans are in love. We've confirmed it. They Thank are. you. Thank you, team. Uh, I have a little thesis to present to you guys, and okay. it is about... <sighs> Well, I was thinking about reality shows, right? Thinking dating yes. on reality shows. Like, where did mm -hmm. it start? I mean, really The Bachelor, obviously. Sure. But it was like, The Bachelor's been so consistent, and we'll talk about that later. Mm -hmm. I was like, what really infused some modern dating into our reality TV screens? And I think it was Next. Yeah. I think oh. Next really predicted a lot 
for better or worse, of reality dating television. And it basically is apps. Yeah, it (laughs) is apps. It's basically how people date now is to do next is swipe left, swipe right. Like now, if you don't remember the show, it was part of the sort of aughts MTV dating empire. Uh, you had Room Raiders, Parental mm-hmm. Control, Date My Mom. These were all so on MTV. Good. And they were all like episodic, as in there's no characters that carry over. Right. Next was maybe the most popular one. It has six international spinoffs in wow. Spain, France. Spain, France, Lithuania, Chile, Canada, and Bulgaria. I'm Lithuanian. I know. You could go on. I could. So it sort of has, it's sort of derivative of the old school syndicated dating shows like Blind Date and Mm -hmm. Fifth Wheel in that it has like that sense of humor and it's kind of like, dating's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And there's, as of all, I feel like maybe all of the MTV ones, there's also a money component. Sure. Um, I'll play the, the intro for you guys so that we can have them explain it to us. Bad dates never end. Or do they? You're going on five dates. If the first one sucks, just say next. Kick them to the curb and start over with someone new. Don't feel bad for the daters who get the boot. They'll get cash for every minute they last. The one who makes it to the end will choose. Either go on a second date or take the money and run. Careful what you do because you may be <laughs> Wow. You may be next. You did it. You may be next. You did a good narrator impression where it's like, ding, is it crazy? Kick the curve. <laughs> well, that is a funny thing. Like that's, I want to talk about what makes it so odd. And one of it is the narrator. Like we don't have yeah. narrators like that anymore, really. Like I think because people know how reality shows work. Like we sort of don't need it, but they were like walking us through every yeah. moment. Uh, I rewatched some next guys and I yes. got to re- I got to recommend it to you. Uh, mm-hmm. I will say unfortunately there are a lot of homophobic jokes yeah. oh, and sure. some racist stereotypes. Yikes. I've chosen not to pull clips of those Thanks. because we don't need to put it out in the world. But if you want to DM We Stand Social because you remember any particularly bizarre ones, I will engage with you because I have some thoughts. So it's kind of mean, which I think is mm-hmm. an early aughts characteristic in the television, uh, especially when you would get an immediate next. Um, so that would be when you walk out of the bus and based just on looks, the person says next and it's so harsh let's take a look first to be assigned she plans to prove that she's refined but for others hope she'll end up confined to a next all right ladies it's time to put these weapons of mass distraction to work because i'm up first here we come Next. What? Oh, thank you anyway. I can't believe that guy could even say next. You look like a wax statue. I'd rather hook up with a homeless chick. So the listeners can't see these people. That woman was perfectly attractive and normal. We don't know why he chose to be so mean. And he does it to the next girl, too, just so you know. Uh, And then finally goes on a date with the third one. It's 
It's so mean. A thing that I'm noticing is that not only does the viewer at home not understand reality TV, but the people on it don't understand reality TV because they're not being real at all. No. They're like playing weird caricatures of themselves. Like almost they're in a commercial mm-hmm. for dating. Yes. Even though they're just supposed to be themselves. Yes. Because we just didn't know how to do reality TV. I think you're exactly right. There is like a falseness that they think uh, they need to like put on mm-hmm. that is just strange. And I think like your average 23 year old now knows what it means to be on reality TV. If they were to like reboot yes. this, it would have a totally different feel. Totally. Um, we should reboot this, right? I, yeah. Yes. yes. I, all, they are also obsessed with virginity, which was a very odds thing. Like every single episode I watched, one of the people on the bus announces that they're a virgin and it has to wow. be discussed. I, I don't, but that's no different than the bachelor. Every best season of the bachelor. True. There's always a virgin on men, male or female. You're, it doesn't matter. You are right. You are right. But I do feel like it's more natural to come up over like knowing each other. <laughs> they like are just in yeah. a bus. It's like, I'm a virgin. It's like, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like someone's storyline on The Bachelor. It's like no one gets storylines on next. You're just. Yeah. Um, and then the most odd thing was this iconic moment that I pulled. To say next, he was going for good Charlotte, but it was more like bad Thomas. Manny, I saw your pants on Hillary Duff, and she has a bigger bulge than you. <laughs> Wait, there was there was same sex next. Yes, yes, there was. Wow, progressive. That <laughs> yes, that's the weird part about the show, and this is sort of a bridge to my next topic, which is like it's a bridge to so much modern stuff in a way because they did have same sex couples, and they didn't make a big deal out of it. It wasn't like we're doing a gay episode. Cool. But there's tons of homophobia and like mm-hmm. transphobia in everything Ugh. they say across all episodes. So it's really mind boggling. Well, that was like I my my dad was obsessed with the with date my mom and <laughs> he loved it. He like discovered it one night, I remember, and he was like, "What is this show?" and he loved it. And he was so particularly delighted and enthralled by the episodes when the parent's child was LGBTQIA. And he was just like, can you like, this is amazing. These parents are going on these dates with these kids and they're trying like, he's like, it broke something in his brain and he was obsessed with it. But I do think it also weirdly was like a bridge to him looking around and being like, Oh yeah, this is nor, I don't know. There was some sort of like, it was a moment. It it was a moment. Yeah. When people get, different people in their living rooms no matter how it is if they meet them in Mm -hmm. real life or if they it's through their tv it does change their perspective so tv is powerful like that sometimes yeah the power of tv please watch nancy drew on cw (laughs) (laughs) but nonetheless good charlotte to bad thomas is one of the worst things i've ever heard iconic it is so odds well it's weird in this episode that i watched of gay men they to a lot of like uh, homophobic and kind of sexist comments about like being too girly is like mm, yeah. a thread. They just talk about it so openly. All right. Other ways that it's kind of modern, though, are I feel like it has a proto Real Housewives feel with the way they all introduce themselves. And yes. Let's see Allison and her guys. Okay. I'm Allison. I'm 19 and I'm a personal trainer, but I don't want to have to whip these guys in shape. This guy isn't a professional basketball player. I'm hoping he's hung like one. If these guys don't clean their teeth, it probably means they have smelly balls. Next. Okay, guys, 
get ready to go one-on-one. -on -one. I'm Anji, I'm 19, and I'm a pre-med student, so I really know my way around a naked body. I'm Justin, I'm 19, and I'm black and Italian, so I may be the first real Italian stallion. I'm Eddie, I'm 20, and I'm hot enough to get away with saying that I love Ryan Seacrest. I'm Brian, I'm 25. Once this girl sees my baby blues, she'll forget what color hers are. I'm Carl, I'm 21, and I play college baseball, so I can't wait to show this girl my big back. No. <laughs> the, it's other than the Ryan Seacrest one, it's all about their days. And Ryan Seacrest, in a way, is about his, too. <laughs> yeah, it is. He's saying his dick's big enough that he can like Ryan Seacrest. Um, there has to be somebody famous who did this show. That's an interesting right? like, question. I didn't encounter that. But it's it's possible because, you know, we know Lady Gaga was on, like, what, Boiling Was on points? Boiling Points, mm -hmm. yes. And Snooki was on Parental Control. She was on mm -hmm. Parental Control. Oh, yeah. One thing I like about it, and I will say that it's more modern, is when they're on the bus with each other, they all have fun. Like, yeah. they are not competitive to with each other. You know, like, I would, I didn't really remember, but watching it, I was like, oh, I wonder if part of the drama is, like, the girls fight when they're on the bus. And it's not that at all. Like, it's just mm -hmm. them palling around and usually making fun of the person that they date. So I liked that. And the producers and editors of MTV, I feel like really were at the forefront of finding absolutely hilarious moments. And <laughs> I think now reality has gotten funnier. Like even The Bachelor's gotten funnier. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they deserve like a Pulitzer Prize for when they like have a raccoon talking to Claire Crowley or something. <laughs> like, that's my favorite. Like a crab being like, oh. <laughs> so I just wanted to play this moment uh, that I just found so funny. Any tattoos? Any interesting or special talents? I can watch a movie and soak up all the knowledge from a movie just by watching it once. So then, like, mm -hmm. if I'm engaged in conversation and then, like, it's not, other people are talking, I'll just start going off in random movie quotes. So if I named a film, you just, like, randomly, like... Possibly. Mm, that's a good one. I know The Little Mermaid. Well, that I don't know. <laughs> 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 just I absorb all films I'll name one I don't know that one it's like such a weird he answers a special skill by I absorb movies and then he announces that if he doesn't like a conversation he'll just start doing movie quotes it's like that's just like self-identifying as annoying it's like well I'm really yes. annoying <laughs> <laughs> I just loved that moment. I, guys, there's so many of these on YouTube, and they're only like 12 minutes long because each half-hour episode had two. Oh, that's right. Two full episodes. So enjoy yourselves, so good. folks. So good. So I guess my question for you guys is, is Next a better option than apps? Should, should we have Next in the streets post-pandemic? <gasps> I mean, probably because people are going to want to go out. Yeah, yeah, so it'll be fun. I'm into it. It's not efficient for if you're not the dater, the main dater, but listen, if the cash is involved. Maybe like, you know, like when they have like those like pop-up food trucks festivals, maybe it's like mm -hmm. a like a parking lot full of next buses. So if you get bounced from one, you go to the sure. next one. It's like speed. Okay, date. so we need an investor to get us a bunch of buses, but we're gonna do this. <laughs> We need an invest. Is the ride still going? Can we take over the ride and make it <gasps> next? I mean, I those buses are somewhere. They have to be somewhere. Come on. I just it could be a fun thing to do with friends. Uh, it, I, you know, it it isn't efficient except for for the the main dater. But in that gay episode, that guy who quotes movies, 
oh, another yeah. one of the guys was going to ask him out when he came <gasps> back to the bus. So, oh, that's cool. For for bisexual, pansexual, or same-sex it's dating, best. it it works great. It's, it's very true. efficient. Wow, I'm into this. It could be like, okay, five people that are new to a city, if they are straight, so then you get like friend date, and then you also go on a romantic date. Okay, yeah. I'm listening. I like that. New now next. I don't know. <laughs> well, this was it. this was very fun to remember. I had forgotten. I always think that reality TV is something that like came into my life later, but like I was devouring all of these shows at this mm-hmm. time. Like mm-hmm. I watched so much. I forgot about how much reality TV I watched growing up. Yeah. The real world was like the OG, the OG like what modern reality TV is. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah. MTV was like all over that. You love to see it. You really do. Tell me singled out isn't just the bachelor in one episode. Wow. You're right. I didn't even think about singled out. Singled out was amazing. The I best. Love that show. I loved it too. They were supposed to bring it back. I remember them talking about bringing it back at some point. Singled out did come back on Quibi. Oh, it did. Gotcha. It was on Quibi and it was hosted by Kiki Palmer and Joel oh. Kim Booster. Oh. oh, but then nobody could watch it. But yeah, but now yeah. it's gone. Yeah, it lo- it was a very fun reimagining, but unfortunately, it was on Quibi, and we lost. It's now lost to us. We lost it. Yeah, it's wow. lost forever. Well, Caitlin, that was a delightful trip down memory lane. You are welcome. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I think on that note, we gotta uh, take a commercial break. All right, we are back. I think it's time to play another game. All right, I'm 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 ready. I'm ready to do it. And we're going to use your imagination once again on a game I'm calling Rebootular. <laughs> so The Bachelor is as popular as ever. But I see, it's funny. I once wrote a show about The Bachelor, but it can't hold my attention anymore. I, I, I watched the Dale and Claire part because I was like, this is going to be wild. I can't wait to see what's happening. They're breaking the format. But I think they need more things like that. Now we have Chris Harrison is not going to uh, host the next show. It's unclear whether he's going to come back at some point. But I think we need you and your mind as a stan, as a producer, and as a newlywed to reboot mm-hmm. The Bachelor. So I'm going to go through different elements of the show. And you're going to tell me how Great. you're going to change it. So Great. I love it. The host. Who do we want to see host? Now we have Caitlin Bristow and... Taisha. Taisha are going to do it, but it doesn't feel like that's a long-term solution. No. And I don't know. I don't know if I love the pairing. I think they both feel a little too company man for me. Right. Like, I think I want a disruptor. Wow. I want a non-company man. Now, it doesn't have to be somebody outside of the franchise per se, but I don't want somebody who's going to just, like, they brought... Tasha in because she was going to do what they wanted in the absence of Claire doing whatever the fuck she wanted, right? So they brought in a company man. So, like, we can't get, honestly, crystals. <laughs> wow. <laughs> because he'll do whatever he wants. I think he's in jail for what? Drunk, drunk, drunk driving. Oh, yeah, he had some but, issues. Yeah, he had some issues. But I do think somebody who's, like, a little, Juan Pablo, get Juan Pablo in because I think he's, like, not a company man. Right. So they'll ask the hard questions. Yeah. I, they don't, I don't think they give a fuck. So yeah. I'm like, yeah, get someone who's not a company man. I don't like Juan Pablo. 
Um, honestly, sure. Andy, I would like Andy more than both of these women. I think Andy is not a company man. I think she was like, yeah, I'm leaving. I don't want to stay for this. Anybody who's not a company man who would do whatever they wanted is who I want to see. You know, I don't think she'd be great, but Emily is actually, Emily Maynard is not really yes. a company woman either. I would love that because I think she she's like been speaking out really nice and loudly in these dark bachelor times. So. All right. All right. Okay. So, uh, and I famously don't like Caitlin Bristow because I believe that she is not afraid of birds, but thinks that's funny to say. A funny <laughs> thing to say. I, I kind of agree with you. Caitlin Bristow feels too put on for me. Yeah. For, I agree. For, I agree. for my reality TV taste. All right. The contestants. What kind of people do we want to see? I, I feel like sure. we're seeing a lot of, a lot of the same type. How, how do we vary it up? Well, I loved having Abigail on and having somebody who's, you know, is hard of hearing. I loved to see that. Mm -hmm. I think we like to see different types of people. So seeing people from all walks of life is very cool. I also, honestly, I'm trying to see a queer Bachelor franchise. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think, like, if we're really going to disrupt, like, if the contestants can date the person and also date each other like that is the reality we're looking for now they tried it what was the one they've had a few lance bass was like an executive producer on yes. one um oh we've talked about it on the show um i did a thesis on it it's uh boy meets boy but lance bass did finding prince charming so there's been a couple there's been a couple but none have like taken off none no. have ever become like a thing uh, maybe it's because Maybe we need like a bisexual situation where we have like not everyone can date everyone. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm just looking for like something more interesting. I'm looking for contestants that are not just the cookie cutters that we want to see. Right. Right. Yeah. I would love to see more professions. I feel like they're all, I mean, they're all just reality TV people at the end of the day. That's their profession. But <laughs> it feels so like straight laced. Well, because they have to leave their job for like months right. to go do this, right? Right. If, if, okay, ready? Here's a real show change. If you shot it like they do Great British Bake Off, they only shoot on weekends. Mm. So you can have your job during the week. Mm. Wow. Now that would be interesting if you're living your normal life and also doing The Bachelor. And on the weekends you go to the mansion. That intrigues me. Because then you get drama of who's hanging out during the week. I like yeah. it. Mm -hmm. I like it. So, like, only weekends in the mansion. Weekends at the mansion is what we call it. <gasps> okay. So, Ooh. what kind of dates do we want to see? No more helicopters. Yes. And no more jumping Thank off you. things. I'm sick of seeing both of those. I like when they, like, do a thing, like, uh, even, like, when they go ATVing. At least that's, like, a thing you're doing. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't want to see any more scare tactic-y, jumpy things, and I really hate watching them in helicopters. Yeah. In general, yeah. reality TV has a problem with, like, trends, and then, like, you'll see the same thing on every show. Like, those rec rooms were, like, a big oh, thing yeah. for a while, and it's mm -hmm. just, like, mm -hmm. it, Yeah. I agree. I agree. I don't need to see it. I also would like to see a date where they do actually eat the food. Because mm, they right. don't eat the date food. And I would like to see them eat the date food. I agree. I'd love to see them at a real restaurant where they get to order. Because yes. like, that's how you get to know someone. Ooh. Like finding out, you know, someone says, I get my steak well done. And right. someone goes like, well, that's not for me. Yeah. Next. 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 <laughs> um, okay. The home visits where they meet the families. Are those good? Do we want to change it up? I think they should be surprises. 
Family doesn't know. We just drop in. Okay. Wow. I think because we want to see the real life. We want to see the real, the reality of it. So we're just, we just drop in. They don't, we say, hey, we could come anytime in the next two months. You won't know. Okay. And we just show up and we just show up. Okay. The house is a mess. The kitchen's a mess. Mom doesn't have her face on, all that stuff. It's interesting. I love the home visit part. Well, because everybody's parents are always like, what are you doing? Yeah. I loved um, Ashley's season where her family met Ben and JP and they loved Ben and hated JP. And watching her mind go, that means I love JP was like, wow, we learned so much about you right in that choice. Like, yeah, Ben being loved by her family was a curse for her. (laughs) She didn't like it. Yeah, She, She clearly recoiled from that. It was so interesting. It was absolutely fascinating. All right, we got the fantasy suites. Now, what, what what are we doing here? Fantasy suites, to me, I really hate the, like, sexual pressure that yes. is put on people because mm-hmm. that's always... So, honestly, I think we should just have a camera in there. <laughs> I mean, I don't think we should have any person in there, but I think they should just have night vision cam. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I, I would, in my mind, I venture that most people are not having sex in those suites. Yeah. I don't think they are. I actually agree. I think they're just, like actually talking i think they're like having i think that's where the actual reality tv is happening and we're fucking missing it i don't i kind of think the same i don't think they have sex a lot in there i i bet there's like deals being brokered like alliances and stuff Mm. where like some women who are like really good friends with matt are going like hey i love you like can i just like hang around and like i'm chill and you're chill i know you're into what's her name like i think that is true i think there's people that are kept around because they're like fun and not really Which makes sense. Yeah, because like at some point we don't see every all of the talking. At some point, like, you know, Matt is probably like, hey, I really like this person, but they're more of a friend. And so maybe maybe there's like a deal being brokered in a fantasy suite that's like, listen, will you let me break up with you or whatever it right. is? Whatever yeah. it is. Will you, you know, now, you keep me till the final two and blah, 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 blah. How about the proposal? Do you want it to be building towards a proposal? Is that an important part of it? I never care. I I always hate that the franchise says you have to do a proposal. And I feel like I like that people recently have just like not been not been doing it. Like Matt James looks scared. (laughs) I thought that the Dale proposal was so weird. It just was like, yes, it was basically felt like Chris Harrison was like, I'll let you leave if you get this proposal. Yes. Yes. Very. It felt uncomfortable. He was like, wait, what? And that's, <laughs> I guess they're kind of back together or whatever, but it, it's just like not surprising that you would have trouble. It's like, yeah, we got engaged after 10 days, even though I didn't want to. Yeah, I didn't want to. I guess like I, I look at like JoJo and Jordan mm-hmm. and I'm like, they got engaged, but they like still aren't married. Interesting. Yeah. How long has that been? That's been a minute. A long time. But also like they're just dating like normal people. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you say you're engaged, but you're like, whatever. We're just we'll get married when we feel like it. We're just dating. So, like, I, I think it's funny that people get hung up on it because it doesn't actually mean anything. anything. No, it's nothing. I'm engaged to like six different people right now and none of them even know. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. The reason I actually started watching The Bachelor was because of the season with. Jason, he on the after the final rose dumps his fiance Melissa for Molly. And that oh, was like yes. so like 
the dump heard right on the world that I was like, next season, I'm getting in on this. This is crazy. But that, speaking of the proposal, is so weird because what Jason yeah. ultimately seemed loyal to was his contract with ABC. <laughs> yeah. He did not dump her until it was real. I mean, he dumped her on the dang show. I mean. On after the final. That yeah. is crazy. I just can't. And he's still married to Molly and they have a child. Well, that's what happened with Becca and Ari, too, right? Becca and Ari and Lauren. Something like that, yeah. Is that, like, he, they had been apart and she, they, they were sneaking Becca in to, like, and he came in and was like, I made a huge mistake. And I uh, the other girl. And so she got to be the Bachelorette because of it. But it is so I mean, crazy. It's so. It's really bad. Crazy. <laughs> but, yeah, Jason and Molly have been married 10 years. It's nuts. Good for them. That's well, Tristan and Ryan, do you think that they really love each other? Or do you think ABC will, like, kill their family? If they... um, I, I don't know. Did they have problems? I don't think so. It's never, like, they just sort of kind of slipped into Bachelor Oblivion, Tristan and Ryan did. They sh- she shows up anytime there's, like, a group of bachelorettes getting together. But I remember she was the first bachelorette. Uh, and she was an alumna of Indiana University where I attended, which was airing at that time. Truly, shout out to the Indiana Daily Student, an amazing paper that did an article about watching the final at Cayo, where, which was the house where uh, <laughs> Trista lived. I was like, I need this. This was before Twitter. <laughs> you know, I was like, thank you for going into the house and watching it with them. It, iconic. Yeah. Thank you, ideas. That's the content you needed then. You know, I devoured it. I was like, what did they do? <laughs> Tell me. Great. Any other changes that you would make to our reboot Euler? I guess like what if they don't like, what if it's not, what if there's no pool? What if it's not a fancy house? What if it's just like a normal place? Mm. I don't know. I'm just trying to make yeah, it yeah. interesting for us. Because it's not, even though it's nice, it's so cookie cutter that you, it's not it's really add. I wouldn't say it's like yeah. adds to the value of the show, that mansion. It didn't because we didn't have it for the last yeah. two seasons right. we had and we didn't care or notice. So maybe that will go actually. All right. Mm. All right. We've got oh. we've got weekends at the mansion coming up soon. I watch <laughs> weekends on the mansion with no mansion. I love it. Well, thanks for playing my game. Lauren, it looks like you have a thesis to present that's truly wild. Yeah. You know. <laughs> so here's the thing. I, <laughs> before I before I reveal my my thesis today, something that's been on my mind a lot in quarantine is the TV show Married at First Sight. Now, listeners, if you're not aware, A Married at First Sight is an American reality TV series that first aired on July 8th, 2014, first on FYI, and then later on Lifetime. It's based on a Danish series, and there has been an Australian reboot. Um, and it's been so- like the original Danish format has apparently been sold like all around the world. But I I got deeply into this show during quarantine. Have either of you watched much Married at First Sight? Yes, no. I've watched the most recent season and two of the or- original, original seasons. Wow. I love this show so deeply. I love it too. I am so obsessed with it because like, like you were saying on The Bachelor, like it ends in an engagement and like, what is this? Like this show starts with legal papers like you are bound to someone you have never met before and it's given us some like stunning moments of television it's given us two people who have actually already met getting married it's given us people who instantly 
want to say next, but realize that's not the show they're on. It's given us people who look at each other and you're like, wow, love at first sight might be real. Like it's given us so many wide varieties of things. And actually a lot of couples that are still together because we also now have couples cam. Yeah. A lot of they probably I feel like they have the highest success rate of any yeah. reality. And the couples that stay together, like they like have kids and like they're like family family. Like, they're not just like there's one or two couples that I'm like, OK, you're just doing this to be on reality TV. I see you. But for the most part, it's like most people, I think it seems like it, it has a higher rate of people genuinely looking for love. And so that sort of sets up my question for today, which is, you know, both of you are married and you have successfully found love. And I'm starting to wonder, should I apply to be on Married at First Sight? That's my my question today. <laughs> yes, I'll tell you why. Yeah. I did not date my husband very long before I was like, oh, I'm going to marry this dude. Now, Caitlin's like a high school sweetheart. She's got a whole a different, different situation. Different mm-hmm. journey. You have a different journey. But like seven, I went on four dates in five days. And I remember going to visit him after that in Nashville because he was living in Nashville. And I had known this person like two weeks. And I was like, if they told me I had to marry you tomorrow or never see you again, I'd marry you tomorrow. Okay. So I think like, especially when you're our age, when you know, you know. Yeah. Okay. But, like, at least you got to meet him, right? Like, married at first sight. But they do all the personality. They, like, are doing, like, True. your personality t- test. They're doing, like, all kinds of stuff. I, I don't know. I-, I sort of, like, like they're experts for a reason. That, I agree with you. Here's, here's the thing, though. What's up? What happens when you go through casting and they go, we can't find anyone for you? How do you, sur- like, I think about this all the time. How do people who have been through that process and be and get like, listen, I don't book a lot. That happens a lot. I've I've not booked like several times today. The idea everybody, though, Lauren, the idea of not booking married at first sight is overwhelming. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't. Doesn't it just mean that you're Niall? Doesn't that just mean that he wasn't in the pool? Wow. Yeah. You open your eyes and it's Niall. Wow. Okay. Well, that sounds exciting. I mean, honestly, it'd be so funny if a celebrity went on this show. Okay. Honestly, celebrity married at first sight is something (laughs) that needs to happen immediately. Tracy and Chris. Tracy and Chris. Tracy and Chris. Chris. (gasps) Um, They're both so excited. Now, oh my god, I'm not as familiar with the show. Mm -hmm. Okay. So let me ask you some questions. Like, yeah, would they find you someone in New York, or is it like you? Well, so what they typically have done in recent years is they do they pick a city right so like it's like married at first sight chicago married Mm -hmm. at first sight charlotte so okay but one of the twists in a recent season was they matched in a city but then he found out that his uh wife was looking for her residency so she he she was like i'm about to get matched at a hospital and i have no control on where i'm gonna move and she got matched out of state so he had to choose between staying with her or staying in the city where he had built a career they had the helpful hand of the of the pandemic to help push them in a certain direction but yeah so there's that so Okay, I have never seen the show, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I did hear about it, though, on Smith Sisters Live from third Lauren. Yes. Lauren Ashley Smith, who described a situation where she, one of the men revealed that they had an ex-girlfriend or something yes. that was pregnant. Yes. Now, yes. see, I'm worried about that kind of treacherous casting. They have done bad casting because they also had a guy who was like a, 
had like domestic violence oh, stuff yes. that they matched with someone. So I, I hope to think that they've stepped up their game for background checking stuff. Yes. It seems like on this most recent season where the guy's girlfriend got pregnant, it seems like he is just li- lied through the whole process. Gotcha. And so, um, you know, there's only so much the experts can do when... Dr. Pepper can't do more than that. Yeah. I also think there were some, like, you know, I think the pandemic changed the casting process a little bit. So I think maybe they didn't have as many options as they might otherwise. So it seems like this season... But I will say... Because this season, the casting is a, is maybe a little rockier than it's been in other seasons. Interesting. I, I actually am not watching the one. I watched the one that was on Netflix. Oh, okay. At the beginning of this past year? Yeah, yeah. So that was two seasons ago, I think. Okay. Oh, wow. I'm that behind. They really turn them out. I think that they do. I think that was two seasons ago, the one that's on Netflix. Because you haven't seen the pandemic yet, have you? No. Okay. Yeah, you're two seasons behind. Why... Rickman, would you consider mm-hmm. doing this and maybe not another reality dating show where you don't have to legally marry someone? <laughs> mm. Well, it it's just, a valid question. It just feels like if you're in for a penny, you might as well be in for a pound. Plus, you I get, kind of agree. You know, I, I don't like the idea of like competing for one person's attention. <laughs> right. That right. seems gross. This is like, I like the fact that like they pay for the wedding, which is cool. That you is get, cool. So at the very least, like we would all get to have a fun party. I feel like, mm-hmm. um, you know, Caitlin, you and Eric would be very fun party guests at the wedding. Sure. Um, I do also love the fact that like, Sometimes families don't want to participate or they're huh. unable to participate. Yeah, yeah. So sometimes you get random friends and family stepping in. Like, um, not that my dad wouldn't be available, but like I would enjoy having Eric give a toast at the wedding instead of my own <laughs> father. That would be really fun. Um <laughs> I have to say, as as a pseudo-dad, my husband would not approve of this plan at all. I think he might oh, boycott. That's actually that's actually my favorite part when like the parents or friends are there against their will. They're like, I don't want this to happen, but they're doing it anyways. I will say after watching the Australian uh, uh, version, the weddings are much classier, much prettier and much nicer in Australia. They're never nice. The ones they do here are like always in like a hotel, like event room. And they're like, it's it's, they look insane. Uh, But you get a party with your friends. Then they immediately send you on a honeymoon vacation, which looks very fun. And then they put you up in a nice apartment complex for a few months or a few weeks or whatever. You get counseling. You get therapy. The free marriage counseling is... You don't have to pay rent, so that's good. No. Yeah, I can put my stuff in storage. But, like, you get access to a pastor, a sex therapist, and a regular therapist. So, like, (laughs) I'm do. I'm gonna work at me, and then they send you on this like retreat. <laughs> yeah, it is kind me. of a good deal. I mean, even the couples that don't end up staying together usually enjoy the honeymoon at least. Yeah, and it looks like you. It's kind of looks like you're going to summer camp, and you're making all these friends. Like, there's some crazy shit going on this season, and for I don't not want to <laughs> give too many spoilers, but there's a woman who basically isn't in a marriage but she's still having fun with all the other people in the show and it just i don't know looks kind of (laughs) cool i honestly think you should do it are they doing a new york season soon i don't know they started in new york so that was the old like every like every great reality show it started here yeah Yeah. have they done la first you could go to la that would make sense i feel very scared that of the pool for the la season 
Oh, yeah. Well, they would do, like, the greater Los Angeles area. So there'd be some normals in there. Okay. I do wonder, too, should I just move to a city like Cleveland for a few months and apply for Married at First Sight Cleveland? I don't know. I don't know. This is an idea I had in the middle of the mm-hmm. night. I couldn't sleep. I was on episode, like, 10 of my binge watch, and I thought maybe, you know, maybe this is the franchise to apply for. I mean, I don't think it's the worst one. Their success rate's great. <laughs> what do you think the worst one to apply on, apply to be on would be? Ooh. Oh, the that too hot to handle. Mm, yeah, that's that would be hard. That one was that show. Did you guys watch that one? No, that I've, was trash. I've that, seen clips. I've never seen an entire episode. It was basically it was like there's a bunch of hot people, and if they do anything physical, the pool lessens and lessens and lessens. And the only time you're allowed to have physical touch is when you actually have an emotional growth and then this your bracelets would change color and then you could be oh physical my God. it was so bad i watched every episode <laughs> it's coming oh. back to i think i, I think, forgot about the bracelet thing i think Ugh. are you the one would be really annoying oh, yeah. because mm. you would have to he- i think the dating side is actually sort of fine but he- oh like hearing your roommate's stupid theories 24 <laughs> 7 i think it would just be like someone at a bar annoying you it just <laughs> i think the worst one was what was the musical version of the bachelor called oh uh the one where they oh, were like yeah. singing together yes get, yes get me out of there that one was that was scary. what was that called yeah that looked not great to me yeah we do have a a, a problem people aren't talking about enough mm-hmm. which is reality stars that bring a guitar with them to their mm-hmm. house i've been in deep with send them home immediately below deck sailing yacht as i've said it's been a previous stand of the week however i love them four of them have played guitar and sound now four of this crew no and on summer house that guy luke is strumming we need no strumming the producers need to take the guitars away and they have to perform you have to remember they have to perform their own original music yeah don't forget about jed don't forget about jed oh i'll be a mr right Girl. Well, and this wasn't a dating show, but we were everyone who's watching Real World back in New York Homecoming was victimized by Becky's guitar playing. So <laughs> no more the guitar is never good. It's never good. We never the good. strumming must stop. Stop, stop the, the strumming. strumming. Even in the non-reality TV, imagine if your actual real roommate mate for eight weeks showed up and was like, "Got got my guitar." You'd be like, "Fuck." No. Well, also at Indiana University, I got a tour of the apartment below me junior year, and he was a drumming major. <laughs> and nice. he had, I'm not kidding you, 35 drums. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, that's funny. It's like, oh, basement well, apartment was your choice. Interesting. Great. Thank you. Well, maybe he's going to be who I marry when I'm on Married at First Sight. He seemed nice. I didn't get to know him. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to get into the IU School of Music, so he's probably very talented, but... Uh, yeah. Well, maybe I'll be on the um, Indiana season. They haven't done one in Indiana yet. If he ended up drumming in Indiana, maybe he wasn't that great. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, Still in that basement, baby. God bless that kid. Henderson Street. Um, wow. I mean, you know, think about it. Okay. Yeah. 
Well, Stan Stans, if you're listening and you have any thoughts about um, how to get an application in to Married at First Sight, if I should do it, let me know. Or, you know, if there are other ways to meet people. It seems like the only way to meet people now is on reality TV. So it seems like there's no other option. You just have to pick what show to apply yeah. for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree yeah. with that. So, you know, if not this one, then maybe, I don't know. Maybe I will call my friend up and see if she still knows people at my sex life sent me to the ER. Like, maybe maybe that was the answer all along. A reboot But of that's that. not a dating show, is it? Well, I mean, you meet people. <laughs> yeah. Producers. Is, twi- is, is Twitter a dating app? No, but has it worked for people? Yeah, what isn't a Good dating? Point. What isn't yeah. a dating show, you yeah. know? Good yeah. point. There's that couple make, that met on. You make on, your own opportunities. A couple met on Venmo because they're <gasps> in their commercials. Oh, yeah. Wow. Love can Weird. really happen anywhere anytime weird that's what's exciting (laughs) you don't seem confident that it's true well i i spend a lot of time alone in my closet right (laughs) so you haven't met anyone there no well (laughs) i hope the answer is no nothing long term (laughs) nothing that feels like it could last yeah, the quality of people like, in that closet. Yeah, you know. But wait, what was that dating show where you went through their room? Room, room Raiders. Raiders. Room Raiders. Yeah, that feels invasive. We'll keep. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. But it's nice to know that you all think there's possibility here. Totally. So yeah, I do. Mostly because it makes me feel like I can call how many hours of this show I've been watching research and preparation, <laughs> and then it feels productive. Totally. Yes, exactly. You can write it off. Oh, can't wait. I just made an appointment with my tax guy. Can't wait to tell him I got a huge (laughs) write-off this year. Uh, How terrifying would that be if you had to admit to someone in writing how many hours of content you consumed? No. Nothing's worth it. (laughs) No one needs to know that. It's like how I live in fear of Spotify releasing just how many minutes of songs i listen to like how you know like they do that year-end thing but i'm like it could be that's so dangerous it's getting like please don't like a privacy violation stop alana's morset does not need to know how many times i hit repeat she knows because she cashed the check that's true well lauren this has been an absolute delight absolute thanks it was so nice to hang out with you friends it was so nice to hang out with you and now that our our listeners have fallen in stand with you where can they find you um, you can find me. I'm only on Instagram. At I'm Lauren Adams. Nice. Um, so that's it. I'm. I don't have any other socials. I'm on Clubhouse, I guess, but I don't know how to use it. I just listen. I eavesdrop. <laughs> it is. It feels like a privacy violation. We're all just agreeing to. Yeah, for sure. They. I mean, they all are. Yeah. And um. Yeah, I also go and listen to the French room because I'm trying to beef up my French. So you can find me in the Lingo Lounge on Clubhouse beefing up my French. Very cool. (laughs) I love it. Well, Stan Stans, you know where to find us. We're Mm -hmm. at We Stan Social and we're on all All of of the socials. All of them. We're we're on the TikTok. We're on the Instagram. We're on the Twitter. We're on the Gmail. Hit us up. Let us know what topics you want. Or, you know, we've really been enjoying those of you that are just sliding in our DMs to chat. Like, we love it. So say hi. Bringing things to our attention that we need to know. We love it. Yeah. We love it when a stand gives us receipts. So send them our way. Absolutely. Till next time. Bye. Michelle Gellar, Buffy the Vampire, Spider-Man, Zelda. Now the Backstreet Boys are all grown up with their own.
together.